There's a lot about the funeral industry and death and dying that's still behind the scenes. Funeral home workers drive their unmarked vans up to hospital loading docks to retrieve and make off with their secret cargo. Bodies are sent to centralized facilities to be embalmed or cremated, disposed of so as not to disturb our first world corpse-free privilege. So what do you think happens to us? I mean, what's the cost? of living in a culture that doesn't talk about or even want to see death, and from what you're saying, is, is largely ignorant of death, too. It leads to you being terrified of death. It leads you to live out your life in deep fear of what's going to happen to you, what's going to happen to your body. Is dying going to hurt? Am I going to go to heaven or hell? Talking about death is important for you, and it's important for your family. So people are having conversations about death in cafes and online, but what about in the doctor's office? Michael Bernhagen and Terry Caldestal have made two films about how many health professionals avoid talking about this stuff, even with their patients. When Michael and Terry started filming, they weren't actually sure anyone would want to talk about this, let alone see their films. At our theatrical premiere, which was in a small town in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, a freezing cold Saturday night, the night before the Packers played the Super Bowl, <laughs> we were scared to death that nobody was going to show, and it sold out, which would, we still find that shocking. And we knew we hit a chord when at the end of the film, it's usually silent and everybody slowly walks out. It was loud. It was really loud. People wanted to tell their stories, and people wanted to talk. What kind of conversation did you want us to consider having? Well, here's the deal. I, I think it's really important that people recognize that American medicine's success at fighting disease and extending life has created a new problem. Um, where we die has fundamentally changed. Where did most people die 100 years ago? They died at home. Today, most of us can expect to die in a hospital or a nursing home. Yeah, what are the figures? It's something like 90% of us want to die at home. I'm not getting the numbers right, but only 20% of us will be able to do that. I call it the 80-20 rule. <laughs> you know, the majority of us do want to die at home, and we do want to talk about it. But guess what? 50% of them are going to die in a hospital. 20% of them hooked up to a whole bunch of tubes and machines in an intensive care unit, and another 25% in a skilled nursing facility. So we got this big disconnect. In my particular case, my mother died in a nursing home from congestive heart failure and vascular dementia. And uh, it was a dear nursing friend of mine who um, managed to pull out of me in some detail the, the story of my mother's dying experience. And as I'm telling her this story, she gets this bewildered look on her face. And she asks me this simple question that literally haunts me to this day. Didn't anybody mention hospice as an option to your family? I said, no, nobody mentioned hospice as an option. You know, her family practitioner that she knew for 20 years and who's still my dad's doctor never mentioned it. The cardiologist never mentioned it. None of the nurses or the social workers in the hospital or the nursing home mentioned it. And I was embarrassed because I had been this, this big shot, or so I thought, business development guy, and I didn't know anything about hospice or end-of-life care. Mm -hmm. So what needs to happen? Yeah, so a couple of things need to happen. One is the training of having these conversations should be part of the medical curriculum. That whole idea that death is now optional is, is one that we're fighting because the reality is Death is as natural as birth, but dying a natural death has become unnatural. You've helped start a lot of conversations, personal but also community conversations. What have you noticed happening, and what do people want to talk about? People want to talk about that they value that time at the end of their life. They want to be surrounded by their loved ones. 
they wanted to know that their life had meaning. Problem is, if all we do is I have this procedure I can do, I can do this procedure. I mean, we can keep the human body alive way past the expiration date, right? And what's really gotten difficult is where do you draw the line? Too many times in medicine, we don't give people that opportunity to say goodbye. People really do want to talk about this because everybody has a story. They've seen a friend or a relative pass away and pass away poorly and sometimes pass away well. And so that's the taboo we're breaking through. You know, it's this crossroads where we are historically. It's a new world that we live in. And if we don't change, then somebody's going to make those decisions for us and that may not end well. We're inventing a new conversation for new situations. That's exactly right. Yeah, this is new. Filmmakers Michael Bernhagen and Terry Kaldestal. Their films are called Consider the Conversation 1 and 2.